You're listening to Bano Leakage, episode 103, The Dismantling of the Federal Government. All right, let's see here. Originally, this was supposed to be Sunday, March 5th, or during that week. Uh, this is a single, uh, ep- a single topic episode. Uh, for this week, we pulled together a topic. Uh, the, the topic is, comes from a Slate article posted on February 24th, which covers the underlying goal of the administration, which is to take down the federal government. So, yeah. Um, so I'm going to you know, just discuss what, uh, you know, what I feel and uh, kind of go off the article. So with that, let's start the news. When there are bills drafted to dismantle the EPA and the Department of Education and more than 600 positions left to be filled in the Trump cabinet and administration, it makes you wonder why is this happening? We take a look this week at the real future of the federal government under Trump and his administration and why are they trying to make it smaller, pretty much non-existent. So uh, there's been several articles uh, that have come out uh, on all this uh, over the last, oh, well, since he's been in office here. So... Um, I'm, I'm going to kind of read this and I'm going to, and then I'm going to go through and, uh, uh, you know, just kind of cover my topics here. Like I said, uh, at the beginning, this is a article from, uh, February 24th on slate. Uh, the, uh, the link to the article will be in the show notes for this here. Uh, it says, uh, while we're watching the scandals du jour, uh, the president and his top advisors are dismantling the federal government. So let me preface this. Uh, t- today is, uh, April 20. 20- uh, third, and there's uh, there's there's two types. When when people talk about you know the dismantling of the federal government or taking down the federal government, uh, so it 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 also kind of is in synonymous in a in sort of a way with with uh, um, with stopping the federal government or allowing the federal government to not operate. And there's been many times over the history of this country where that's happened. Uh, last time. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz was in charge of it because they were trying to get rid of uh, Obamacare, and he was trying to not fund the government so that it could stop or halt. You know, the, the federal government they would stop business for a time being. You know. uh, this is something completely different. So uh, anyway, so l- let me let me just kind of read this article and then I can cover my thoughts on this here. So this week, President Trump, uh, like I said, this is February 24th. So uh, President Trump delighted his base with a pledge to treat deportations like a military operation. There were also reports that his administration is urging government officials to cherry-pick intelligence to support their desired policy outcomes and that his White House chief of staff made inappropriate contact with the FBI regarding Trump's Russian ties. So uh, also... Um, uh, so, Chief of Staff uh, st- uh, and Strategist uh, Stephen Bannon. So, uh, updating the for, for the for those uh, that, you know that when this article or when this episode was supposed to be originally done, uh, Steve Bannon was part of the National Security. He was on the Council, and, and since Trump doesn't has been upset that people call him President Bannon. You know? <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, I laugh, but it's almost true. You know, I mean, some of the policies that he's helped draft already and these executive orders, you know, so, uh, but anyway, he's, uh, Trump 
made the decision to take him off the the National Security Council, which was good. And no one wanted him on there in the, in the first place. So anyway, just wanted to interject that in there. It says, the rage felt by the president's critics is real and understandable, but it also plays into Trump's broader agenda. His chief strategist, Steve Bannon, outlined that strategy this week at the Conservative Political Action Conference, the CPAC, describing it as nothing less than the de- deconstruction of the administrative state. Steve Bannon's comments this week suggest a darker, more nefarious purpose to the nascent Trump administration's dysfunction. It may be the case that the Trump team is deliberately failing to staff, manage, and provide resources for federal agencies so as to sabotage and slowly dismantle them. To make matters worse, the Trump team might be leveraging the controversies regarding his disastrous national security moves to obscure and conceal that slow and steady demolition of the bureaucracy. After the election, the administration was slow to deploy its transition teams, pick top officials, develop future budgets, and generally take the reins of government. By almost any measure, the Trump White House lagged behind prior transitions in these efforts. It was the dog that caught the car and didn't know what to do next. To this day, the Trump administration lags in terms of picking its political appointees. And this is true even all the way into the, towards the end of April here. So... Uh, let alone articulating a comprehensive policy agenda that goes much beyond making America great again. At the Departments of Defense and Veterans Affairs, the two largest federal agencies by budget and headcount, the Trump imprint on policy remains amazingly light. One can glean more about acquisition, health care, or war-making from presidential tweets than from the White House official website. Federal agencies require certain commodities to run, leadership, legislative authorization, funding, and actual people. The combination of these commodities results in programming executed either by government employees, contractors, or local governments using federal grant funds. Every part of this formula has been neglected by the Trump administration. As of this writing, so February 24th, uh, the Trump administration has failed to announce its picks for deputy undersecretary and assistant secretary positions across the government let alone to submit those nominations to the Senate for confirmation. And as of April 23rd, uh, this recording, those positions still remain unfilled. Uh, Political personnel appointments are, as the old saying goes, a form of policy. These administration appointees are the actual executors of any administration's agenda. They are the ones whose orders, directives, and oversight provide guidance to the millions of federal employees and contractors. Uh, the, officials the, depart- the, the, the officials the Trump administration has appointed include personnel whose resumes are extraordinarily thin on governance experience and who are hostile to the government itself. Dr. Ben Carson, the former presidential candidate who is now leading the Department of Housing and Urban Development, has never worked in government. Neither has Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, whose donations have funded an anti-federal agenda for, for years. One appointee, Governor Rick Perry, Uh, from uh, Texas, uh, has plenty of public sector experience, but he previously took the position that his future agency, the Department of Energy, ought to be wiped out. If anyone remembers that, that was, uh, one, he couldn't remember the name of the agency that he wanted to wipe out, and then, yeah, (laughs) so, but now he's head of that agency, so, yeah, these are red flags here, people, so, Uh, Beyond leaders, agencies need congressional authorization and funding to function. And yet, because the agencies lack political leaders beyond the mid-level transition teams deployed after the inauguration, they are woefully behind in preparing budgets for President Trump to submit to Congress. In years past, Presidents Bush and Obama submitted their budgets within within a few weeks of taking office. 
thanks to um, intense amounts of work by their transition teams to develop detailed fiscal plans. These teams understood that the budget submission was the key to execution of their policy agenda. It's possible that the Trump team doesn't understand that linkage between funding and policy. It's also possible the Trump team doesn't care if agencies get new budgets because its ultimate goal is to starve these agencies. If Congress continues to pass uh, continuing resolutions that freeze funding at current levels, such as like the EPA and Department of Education and all these other agencies that are still, you know, at, at levels of ridiculous low, you know, for, for funding and, and carrying out different uh, uh, policies and things. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the White House... Uh, you know, so the White House is hiring regulatory freezes remain in place. Federal agencies will begin to shrink. Uh, agencies need people to do their jobs. The government is staffed by 2.6 million federal citizens and 1.4 million uniformed employees. Most leaders would look for opportunities to engage their workforce and enlist them in their agenda. Not Trump, who has in, instead opted to attack parts of the federal workforce, like the intelligence community. Yeah, his, his attacks on the CIA. So, well, holding political rallies before others. Yeah, so, yeah, attacking the CIA and the troops. What an idiot, you know? So, anyway... Uh, Trump's hiring freeze has signaled disdain to the federal civilian workforce, as have many of his cabinet picks and congressional allies who continue to rail against the scourge of bureaucracy and bureaucrats. Each of these forms of neglect advances the Bannon-Trump agenda. I, I love that Bannon's name comes first of crippling the federal government. Unfortunately, we're too busy paying attention to Russian intrigues, presidential conflicts of interest, and unconstitutional immigration policies to notice that the Trump team has already started its campaign to undo the state that has evolved since the New Deal to serve the American people. We cannot ignore the scandals. Of course not. Uh, the, uh, the Trump administration's Russian ties represent a threat to national security and the rule of law. Its immigration order threatens to tear apart the co constitutional fabric that binds us together. However, we must see these scandals in context and stop Trump from leveraging our distraction to d disassemble the government right in front of our eyes. Uh, so this article is by a guy named Philip Carter. So, yeah, you know, and, and so I've, I've talked about this ever since I read this article back, uh, you know, a month into the administration. I think a lot of people have known that kind of the, what the whole thing was. I mean, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, walk around and, and uh, throw out, you know, the Tenth Amendment, which is a state's rights, uh, you know, constitutional amendment. But they, they, they tend to think that that's the all, you know, the all-encompassing way of how things should work, you know. So recently we've seen... Uh, uh, the the Title X, which which covers uh, funding for Planned Parenthood, uh, now allows each state uh, to now defund Planned Parenthood. You know, so so talk about you know, I mean, and and, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, that's you know, th there's still federal funding. There is, but you know, but but if you think about it, pretty much from this article I just read. The idea that the federal government's not going to be involved in some of this anymore is, you know, is part of this whole dismantling, uh, you know, and taking down the entire federal government. I mean, you know, shutting down the government, you know, based on funding and, and because Congress is not doing their job, that's one thing. You know, that's happened before. And it and it costs this country millions and millions of dollars. You know, I mean, you know, if it go, each day that it goes on, I mean, it gets to that point to where it's, you know, billions of dollars, you know. So... So I think the idea that, you know, that, you know, just this example of, 
you know, how the, the you know, the, the executive order that Trump signed that basically allows states to defund Planned Parenthood, you know, and, you know, it, that that's another subject that I'll get into with a single topic uh, episode, but, but, but the general gist of it is the fact that the federal government doesn't want it that's handed anything, you know, that should be a, a sign that says, hey, wh- why not? Why is the federal government, you know, doing this, you know, uh, other than, you know, it's Planned Parenthood. They want to defer things back to the states. Uh, does that mean the entire country is going to go away? No, it doesn't, you know, but but this lack of funding and this lack of, of, of staffing up positions that other previous administrations had done already, you know, and were or at least already way into the, the process, you know, it should signal the, the scarcity of, of what's going on here. You know, this is a this is a plain and simple dictatorship. You know, you know all the things that Trump says is like basically, I'm in charge. I should be able to do what I want. You know, he doesn't. You know, he drops the mother of all bombs in Afghanistan. You know, yes, it killed a good number of, of ISIS people, and I'm not saying that's not a good thing. You know, but. It, it the concern is the way he went about things, you know, and I think you know from a general sense of where things are in this country, how th- leadership is happening, all the things that Trump is undoing from from what Obama had, um, you know, the federal protections, the go- going and restaffing coal things and all that, it, it's all signs that they really just want to not have to worry about managing this stuff anymore and taking these agencies down. The EPA especially is, should be scary enough. I mean, we've made great strides over the last four decades of cleaning up our air in major cities. You know, you, you see these pictures of back in the 70s of Los Angeles and then pictures today, so much better. I mean, I mean, they still have issues, but oh my gosh, it was just horrible. And China, China look at China, as, you know, and we're thinking about dismantling the EPA. I mean, there's actual government documents that and proposals and Congress, bills from Congress that are talking about this. I don't want to see this. This is ridiculous. I, I don't understand how how we can do this without having some type of concern. So, you know, you have things like yesterday, Earth being Earth Day, and, you know, a, a, march, a march for science, you know. We want better things to happen for this government, you know? No, you know, government doesn't need to be big and bloated, you know? I mean, that's like most corporations, you know, things, there's so much spending and management uh, issues that go on that, that no one, you know, the company is just poorly run or or they or they, they have such waste. I'm against government waste. I'm against large governments. But I'm not against taking down the federal government like these yahoos want to do. You know, so, you know, I... The, the like I said the earlier with uh, you know Bannon getting removed from the National Security Council even though he was appointed at one point you know I think you know Trump is might be the actual undoing of what's going to happen I mean my my opinion he he can't remain in office anymore uh, you know with, with the way he's governing things and I don't think that will happen but at the same time I really don't think that a lot of people that support him, they're, they're too blind to, to see what's go, what's happening. They're too uh, complacent to uh, to understand of what, what what magnitude of this takedown of the federal government. You know, they they've all got the, these huge heads of you know 
power and greed and everything. And they're just like, oh, yeah, no, Trump's doing this right thing. They're kicking all the illegals out and everything like that. It's like, well, you know, the, the certain things need attention. You know, we have certain agencies that need to run in the government. I really think that a lot of us should be concerned about what's happening. And if we don't, you know, we're not not wearing the tinfoil hat here. You know, I'm not trying to say this is some type of conspiracy theory or something. But, you know, there, there is general concern, you know, and I think people need to be aware of this. So do your research, uh, you know, read, you know, I, re- I read that article, you know, so you can go out and look at it and there's different uh, links to other articles that, uh, that are mentioned in there. So um, be concerned, speak out and get involved. A grand scheme of epic proportions. Want to leave feedback? Email podcast at banalleakage.com. Thank you for listening, and as always, if you can't be specific, just be random.